Hey Twins Nation, this is Joe Gunderson, and this is the Twins Nation podcast. Today on the podcast we have Sherry Cerny, uh, with, uh, she's with TwinsDaily.com, and um, she joins us to talk all things Twins and baseball, um, and go check her work out at TwinsDaily.com, and uh, she also has her own podcast, which uh, we we talk about um it's not baseball related but uh still something uh you should check out especially uh if you're one who has battled addiction of any kind in your life um uh because she has and she got out of it so it's 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 really cool that she was able to um she's a lovely person and she she joined us, and uh, here's that. Or, uh, that interview is going to come up really shortly. Here, just wanted to tell everybody uh, this. This is re- recorded on uh, Sunday night. Uh, Twins are three games into their season. Uh, one and two record. Uh, have lost two of three to the Seattle Mariners to begin the year. Um, the first two games they lost by. One run each, and um, but today in Game Three they came through and put a pounding on the Mariners and won ten to four um, and hit six home runs along the way. Uh, Byron Buxton hit two home runs. Uh, Max Kepler got his first home run of the season. Uh, the big blow was a home run or a grand slam by. Um, New acquisition Gary Sanchez, um, and uh, and Twins walked away with a ten to four victory today, uh, and they wrap up their series tomorrow w- with the Mariners um, tomorrow, and then the Los Angeles Dodgers come to town for a two game series Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they have a day off Thursday, and um, hopefully by then we we can talk about. A uh, a team that has a above five hundred record, uh, we shall see. Though uh, we're gonna try to record these um, on Thursday nights, um, and hopefully Sherry will be able to join us uh, with uh, on those nights as w- as well, um, and my brother Daniel as well, uh, and then. They'll come out either Thursday night or you'll see them Friday uh, in in your whatever podcast feed you use. Um, anyway, uh, hope you enjoy the show. And here is Sherry and I. Hey, everybody. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast these days with everything you need you know, all in one place. Let me explain how it works. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer or or iPad or anything like that. Uh, when hosting an, on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Uh, 
It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. To get started, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So I guess we can, we'll, we'll start here. So, um, so on the, here I have uh, Sherry Cerny from twinsdaily.com. Um, how, and how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you doing? You can't complain. Our, yeah. <laughs> our twins finally uh, got off the snide here. Um, yes. Got their first win of the season. Uh, kind of took out their offensive frustrations. Uh, <laughs> the Mariners pitching today, finally. Yes. Uh, <laughs> finally. Ironically, it's the day they pitched the worst this this weekend. Um, the 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 twins, I mean, they yes, they only gave like, up two, they... yeah, they only gave up. But was it two to one each the first two games? I think yeah. it was. Yep. And yep. so two to, two to one identical scores the first two games, and today what was it ten to ten to four, I believe. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and uh, today's home. Uh, Today's uh, game, the, the Twins hit six home runs. Uh, Byron Buxton hit, hit two um, in consecutive at-bats for him. Um, he let off the game with a home run, and then uh, um, whenever his second at-bat came in the second inning, I believe, and he hit one then. And then the big blow would have been Gary Sanchez. He... he uh, Cleared the bases with uh, his first home <laughs> run as a twin with a grand salami. So, um, it also so what, makes that Thursday game opener not home run that he had so uh, much more worth it this time. Like, it just made it so bittersweet, I think, personally. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't have missed that by more than a foot. Um, yeah. he, had that, he had that outfielder plastered up against the wall. That's yes, he did. But uh, the wind was not with him that day. <laughs> no, it was not. I don't. You were there, so was it? Was it that? Was the wind blowing it in? Yeah, it really was, and it was cold. It was windy. There was just enough of a breeze, and it was interesting yeah. because another person that I follow on Twitter, they're part of Yankees Nation, actually um, showed Yankee Stadium as well as target field comparatively with the walls and a, like a drawing and said, had that been warmer weather in both mm-hmm. stadiums, it would have been a home run. So it, it was kind of cool to see everybody come together and be like, Oh my God, that dude totally got robbed. And what was even more amazing <laughs> and something that I absolutely love was the entire stadium. Every time Gary came up to bat, probably after the fifth inning, fifth yeah. inning probably, everybody was cheering, Gary, Gary. And I truly yeah. hope that never dies because he has – I'm impressed with him. I liked him when we brought him over. Um, I was very excited about that trade. So I'm okay. – it, it was it was awesome. So, yeah, I really hope that he continues to be a bright spot in the lineup and continues to grow. Yeah, we we definitely. I hope that too. I have to admit, though, when when the trade went down, 
for those who don't know, we got him from the Yankees in in exchange for Josh Donaldson, and uh, we got our third baseman uh, Gio Urshela in the same deal. Um, I was a little skeptical because you know he's had a rotten couple of seasons. Other than, I mean, he can. I think he's hit a decent amount of home runs, but um, you know. So I was like, is it just that the New York, the whole New York thing's gotten to him, or or what? So hopefully that's all it that uh, all it's been, and and uh, the way he was in his first year or two is what he'll turn out to be. Um, Absolutely. Um, but. And uh, so, yeah, it was nice to see that, wasn't it? And um, nice to see, uh, uh, well, pretty much anything positive. Uh, finally, uh, <laughs> right? you know, it's just the way it is. Uh, the, I guess the first few games, they were a little heartbreaking. Opener, we lost by, I like to say, by a foot. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, we really did. <laughs> and then we we thought we had him in the second game because Buxton hit a late home run, and then uh, Tyler Duffy just couldn't couldn't get that third out. Unfortunately, yeah, it doesn't shock me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, sorry, I, I, was that out loud? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That was out loud. That was, that was definitely not an internal thought. <laughs> yep. That's okay. um, I take a deep breath whenever I see Duffy come out on the mound. I just kind of, oh boy, and wait. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are some relievers just like that, aren't there? I don't, how long, I guess we should get to know you. How, how long have you followed the Twins? Um. So... I have been following the twins since I was probably about mm, seven years old. Um, When I, so I grew up in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and I went to uh, back then. I don't know if they still have it here in Minnesota. It's called kid stop Um, boys and girls club of America. I don't know. So it's an after school program and a summer program that you go to during the day. And um, we would, they would take us to twins games in the um in the cheap seats essentially and i do remember going to the um 87 world series actually oh, and man. or not the world series sorry playoff games okay either i remember i'm 95% sure it's just the the alcs um But that being said, (laughs) yeah, that's good enough. Um, And then it kind of rose from there. And I took a, not a break from baseball, really. I didn't follow them as much as I wanted to between 99 and 2003. I, for those who don't know me on Twitter, I am in recovery from addiction. And 99 to 2003 was very, very rough years for me. And I didn't sober up until way, way, way later, but In 2003, I started coming back around to baseball, and baseball has always been – the Twins and baseball have always been the one constant. I was talking to um, a friend of mine last night, and we were talking about life in general, and I told him that 
the reason why baseball is so important to me is because everything else in my life, I feel like I have to be good at or perfect at. And baseball is Mm. the one thing that people can't take from me. And it's the one thing that I am sure of, I have confidence in, and I enjoy thoroughly watching everything from the pipeline to the major leagues to college. Baseball is just always, it's always been there since I was very young. Yeah, it's, it's, that's definitely, I'm glad you're out of that time in your life there that, that you were just talking about. Um, And we'll, we'll get it, we can get into that if you want, like, because I know you, yeah. you do a podcast of your own and it's about I do, that. I do a podcast on my own sobriety. Yep. And it's not like just a bunch of guests on there. I have people, I just go on. And talk about how I live my daily life through my sobriety. So, I mean, I'm down for literally anything. So, cool. What's the what's it called? It's called a sober girls podcast. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so, yeah, people uh, give that a listen. I'm sure it's very interesting. Um, and how how can people uh, find you on social media? Like I did. So, um, yeah, exactly. So on Twitter and Instagram, um, it's the same handle because I just, and TikTok as well. Uh, it's Minnesota sports gal, but it's M N S O T A and then sports gal. So Minnesota's some guy was like, you spelled Minnesota wrong. And I'm like, no, dummy. <laughs> like, that's, that's why I intended sure. to spell it. God, are you sure? Oh my Lord, sir. Um, so yeah, you can find me on all three of those platforms. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's how I, how I discovered you is through Twitter. Um, and, uh, just like usually definitely like what you, what you, uh, say. So I thought, and, uh, then how did you get connected with, cause you, like I mentioned earlier, you write for the web, website, um, twinsdaily.com. Um, how did that come about? You just, cause I think anybody can join it. Right. So anybody yeah. can join it to do blogs, um, and be, we have a game thread. So every time there is, um, something going on, there's forums that it, people can come to. And I highly suggest coming to those forums, you guys, it's so much fun. I'm going to be there every Saturday cause I cover Saturday games now. Okay. Um, and so you can just come on there and hop into the forum and we talk about the game all day long. And I was laughing so hard at some of the things we were talking about in the forum. It was hilarious. Um, I started Twitter um, in 20, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2017. And oh so I was home a lot and I missed everything back home. I missed my best friend's wedding. I missed, um, home opener so I got on Twitter and Twitter made me feel like connected with home and so I always had twins takes and um I started to connect with a bunch of groups of people for Vikings because I I obviously am a Vikings fan Vikings fan but then I started finding twins Twitter and the okay. more I learned, yeah. I was I was also 
both appalled and excited at Twitter. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I ended up just having a lot of takes and I liked baseball and I had a lot of thoughts, but I couldn't get them all onto Twitter. And so I started blog writing. And at one point I asked Nick Nelson, um, who is one of the um, operators of the website, you know, I said, how, how do I eventually become a writer? Like, this is something that I've always wanted to do. And he told me he he's like, he's like, I've followed you for a while. He's like, I really like your takes and your opinions. And he's like, um, let's see if we can get you hooked up with John and Seth and maybe have you start blogging. So I was, I was excited because I was like, okay, I can blog like, yay, that'll be exciting. And it'll at least give me a voice, you know? Yeah. And then Seth came to me at the end of July this past year, 2021, and said, hey, I like what you're doing. Would you like to be a regular contributor? And I was like, nice. holy crap. <laughs> like, um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. absolutely love to be a contributor. Um, so I think a matter cool. of it is getting just taking the chance and saying hey I'd like to come on and blog and do my own thing and then really kind of um finding your niche and for me it was you know the women of the diamond the humanistic stories I'm learning how to do kind of the technical stuff but I really love the human element of baseball so that's really exciting for me to write on and it's got me in touch with a lot of guys like um, Tori Hunter, Jock Jones, uh-huh. obviously, um, Pat Mahomes and LaTroy Hawkins. I've managed to create relationships and friendships with people that allow me an opportunity to connect the human side of baseball to the game. And cool. that's something that I really enjoy. Cool. Yeah. That, that's fun. I, I technically a blog up there i unfortunately i don't haven't done much with it but maybe i'll have to change that um you should you should you should really get back into it i love it i you know listen there's lots of other takes that can be had oh yeah definitely we don't all agree do we (laughs) no no god no a lot of twitter fighting (laughs) even though we're pulling for the same thing yes but but that's the way it goes um it's kind of great that we see things differently too uh so so that's cool so you you actually went to the playoffs when the when they're back in 87 you remember that that's cool um uh, because the 87 would have been ironically when i started following baseball but uh i was all of six years old so so I'm not a bandwagon jumper, people. I'm just, <laughs> I was six. I didn't think. <laughs> and, uh, well, and that was kind of it too. You know, you go and you watch this. And I remember the atmosphere and how excited people were. I had gone to a uh, couple of games before that. And, you know, it's interesting because you, you're right. At six, you don't understand what you're watching. No. But 80s baseball no, was, was exciting, like- man. 80s and 90s baseball was so exciting. 
and I just oh, remember yeah. that excitement. Yeah, and I've watched the uh, highlights and whatnot uh, so many times since. It feels like I did watch it, um, uh, or you know, it's just. But, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, I was all six years old. My grandpa was a was a Twins watcher, so that's that's basically how that happened. He'd he'd be sitting there watching them, so I just would watch him with him, and uh, I just got hooked. I don't know. Um, and then came 1992. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and then everything dried up for a good long time, didn't it? Um, yep, it till sure about, did. Till about 2001, and and uh, it became it, it started being. You could see the promise then. Um, but uh, so um, I guess we should talk about. Um, so you've been a Twins fan, a little probably as long, or maybe it sounds like a little bit longer than I have. Um, just and um, have you and my brother and I were discussing this. Uh, have you ever seen a, a Twins off season or any Minnesota teams off season like the one we saw this year? I not cannot, enough, and I cannot. Recall when just no. the aggressiveness front office, even if it doesn't work out, it was it you know, just they they came through to me with the you know, they were saying you know that the previous year isn't going to deter them, we're not rebuilding, we're just going to retool some things. And I was a typical in my head, like. Okay, we'll see. We've been burned by the Polettes too much. <laughs> so I yep. wasn't sure. I, I have never seen anything like this. And I really thought when we came back from the pandemic that for at least, or not, the pandemic, yes. Um, uh-huh. When we came back from that, that baseball was going to have to really shake things up. You know, are we going to have to bring back steroids? Are we going to have to bring back... Um, <laughs> home runs like what are we gonna have to do to save baseball and um not even just baseball but with the off season I thought what are we gonna do to save the twins because they don't do anything and this is a basic no-go for us if we don't do something um and I really think that this is the first time in 30 years that I've seen them do anything that has blown my mind, truly. I mean, for the good, for the good. Like, yeah. we've gotten rid of people, right? We've gotten rid of David Ortiz. We've gotten rid of Tory Hunter. We, we've gotten rid of people. and yep. But for the good, this is the first offseason I've actually gone, holy shit, I think we know what we're doing. <laughs> we've got... Uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, we would sign a guy here and there like a couple of years ago when we signed Josh Donaldson. I was like, okay, I like that. But never have we, it just seemed like that would be the one move in an off season uh, where this, this one, they were making it like, they were making deals like, 
like it's going to be illegal tomorrow. <laughs> we can't <Yeah>. do it all. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yes. You're dang right they were. And I truly believe that, you know, and people are probably going to get mad at this take. And that's okay with me. I really don't mind. But I do believe that the Twins um, ownership had some type of tanking um, system because there is no way with some of the rosters we've had in 09, 2010, 2019, um, and 2017 that we should have lost any playoff games. Yeah. And, you know, or not made 2006 it still. Oh, God, yes. And so for me, it's like, <laughs> if you look at Wichita, if you look at Iowa, if you look at St. Paul, which obviously St. Paul's right now, a lot of our non-40 roster guys, right? Cave, yeah. um, and who else is down there? We have Sands down there. We have Smelter down there. So, you know, we have a lot of the normal guys in St. Paul because there's just not enough room, but that yeah. Winchester, um, Wichita and Iowa team are full of first and second round draft picks. Yeah. The, and yeah. that to me says, first of all, yay for us. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it also says to me, we had a lot of really good opportunities to get those first and second round draft picks. And even if we ended up going into the fourth and fifth round, which I know now they no longer go past five rounds, but um, I really think that we hmm. we allowed ourselves to be in a position to draft those. And that frustrates me, but, you know, that's baseball. You know, people, that's sports. People tank for draft picks. They use steroids to hit home runs. I mean, they cheat to win World Series. You know, it's just yeah. a, it's a matter of, it, yep. yeah. It's a all matter that. of the game, but yeah. yeah, it's all yeah, but yeah, it's the way it is. And even if with those late round graphics, you know, you don't know what you found. You might, I mean, what was my favorite? One of my favorite stories is not a twins one, but was it Mike Piazza? He was a, like a sixty second round. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. And really, I'm sure you know the story. He was just drafted because his uh, dad is a friend of the late Tommy Lasorda. And so it was a favor. <laughs> yes. And yep. now he's in the Hall of Fame. Both of them Right. Are. It's like, right. what the? <laughs> I know. It's, so, that's it's rare. crazy. That's, yeah, that's rare, but it does happen. So, so yeah. Um so, I guess let's. It's and it's only been three games, and we kind of did talk about it. But I guess we can dive deeper into uh, into this season so far. What you what we've seen. Um, first two games, like we said, they were real close. We lost by one run each day, but I was still impressed with how the pitching, how the pitching did. Uh, yes. We just didn't. We just couldn't get. And he uh, runs across to to back them up, you know. Um, is that what you you saw too? I mean, um, 
Absolutely. I was... I mean, first I game, honest... I understand. Go ahead. Yeah, I was honestly shocked when he pulled out game one and game two when he... When Rocco, yeah. Yeah, when he did, but I'm... Listen, I saw Joe Ryan pitch um, for Durham okay. last year, and I was like, that dude, Durham has got some sick pitching, which doesn't oh. shock me because they come yeah. from the Rays, which is where Rocco how they is do from. <laughs> I, know. I don't know how the Rays do that every year. No. So when he came up here, I was beyond excited because I already knew who he was. I knew what he looked like, and I knew that he was going to be a potential candidate for starting day. And you're right. the The pitching game one and game two just made me realize how different this year is going to be. Like we didn't give them more than two runs. I mean, how yeah. how like in my mind, I don't care that they got on base if anybody got on base, but we only yeah. gave them two runs. Right. Yep. Yeah. You should win. If you can hold a team to two runs, or uh, you gotta, you're not gonna win them all, of course, but you gotta, you gotta find a way. Yeah. Just when you when you can, you know, especially that the second game is, you know, one. The first one didn't bother me because we faced their ace, and he's a he was a Cy Young winner last year, right? So that's just gonna happen. Some days, he's he's just Robbie Ray's just a good pitcher, and um, so that one that that makes sense. But um, and I'm not saying anything. You know, the guy they threw the next day, he's well, probably not as good. He he pitched just as well. Um, yeah. But we did. You know, we had we had gotten the lead on them and. Uh, just to blow it late like that. That's those are the ones that you're gonna remember if if uh, they come up short of a playoff spot. You're gonna remember those, right? Pitches, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I hope they remember that when they do decide to put Duffy on the field, like or on the mound. Mm-hmm. I really hope that they remember stuff like that. I know Rocco believes in Duffy. I know Duffy did well during spring training. It just yeah. might not be working for him up here but then again a lot of the guys are working out the kinks look at today our pitching kind of went but our offense finally <laughs> really kicked in yeah um yeah you know i mean even though i mean four runs isn't because yeah it was 10 to 4 right and that that's not that terrible but uh it's certainly um bailey over didn't have the you know the best day he could ever have but um, but the offense, you know, they, it, it was there to, to back him up and back him up. They did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I do know that Bailey Ober is during the off season. I believe he stated that he was, um, trying to work with a new slider. Okay. And so I think maybe that might have something to do with it. I know that his, in 2021, his average fastball was 92.3 miles per hour. Okay. Um, and I do know that he's been working on bringing that back up. And he has a slider, a changeup, and a curveball. 
Right. And he's working on doing or was working on doing something with adding in a slider or changing up his slider. So, okay. Yeah, there's two of them, but they look completely different. So there was one prior to August and now the one he has after August, whether the same or a little bit different. I'm not sure specifically what has um, changed in them, Um, but I do know that his um, slider has changed and he's working on his curveball as well. Yeah, sometimes they they just get uh, coached how to grip it a little different so it does some different action um that that i'm guessing that's probably what what's going on there um and he's trying to get used to it or you know uh so yeah that's usually how that goes um but so hopefully he will master that and um make and uh will be our one of our top starters this year um i don't know were you at? Were you just? You were at the home opener. Um, were, have you gone to the other two games? No. So um, I cover Saturday games, and because okay. I cover um, Saturday games, I actually watch from home so that I can see everything. I can okay. pause. I can repeat. Like, um, and that's, that's going to be the the way it'll be throughout the season. I'll be covering the games. I'll be. Um, watching those there and then today I went to go see my best friend which is um she lives down in Blaine so unfortunately I didn't get a chance to watch today but maybe that's the lucky charm part of it <laughs> I'm not quite sure well um, I that we know. yeah I know I don't <laughs> want to be banned from my team <laughs> so um but I actually am going to just really um, so. focus this year on getting to know a little bit more about the team and the pipeline. So, I and I will be back for more games. That's my goal. Oh, of course, sure. Because uh, I was going to ask you. I don't know. Probably did see since you were because uh, on uh, Saturday they they interviewed um, uh, Chris Archer from the dugout. Oh <gasps> yes, and, I watched that yesterday. I'm like, you know. Um, when they picked him up this uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was like, okay, I don't know. He's definitely had a good track record and a bad ra- track record lately. Uh, but I learned that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't he fantastic? That's, he in real life. That's awesome. Yeah. If he interviewed us, perfect. I like that guy because he was he humble. Was a end of three was a bit in little. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was funny. So, um. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, I think he's going to be good for the so, clubhouse. I think so. From if yeah, if that interview is an indication of what he's like, I think yeah, he's going to be a positive influence uh, on especially around a while. For that, maybe he he can get 
get some of that Ray's mojo in our in our organization. Tell us their secrets. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Honest to God, there's something in the water because <laughs> how the heck does a small market yeah. team compete in the AL East like that every year? <laughs> every stinking year. And now we have Hank Conjure who came up from the A's um organization and then obviously Rocco and Joe Ryan and I mean it's just amazing to watch all these players. I swear to God, like the A or the Rays are now like the farm team for the twins. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting there, getting their uh, cast off, getting a, got one cast off their player, took one of their top prospects for, uh, for uh, ancient, well, well, or what would be considered ancient in age in baseball, while still good, um, Nelson Cruz. Um, yeah. You know, and then, like you said, the manager and the first base coach, their uh, former Rays. So, yeah, they. Um, although I have to say, even though they it works for them, kind of watching the Rays drives me nuts because they're all into this analytics stuff. Yes, and, um, they're all into making pitching changes and all this stuff. I know it works, but I'm like. Why do you have to get a pitcher out on the first sign of trouble? I just, it drives me nuts, Jerry. Because, um, I mean, was it Sonny Gray? You know, he was doing okay yeah, yesterday, I thought. But he, he got, you know, we got down um, and took him out after he walked somebody. I'm like, he's a vet. He can get out of this. But right. what do I know? I'm not the manager. <laughs> so I well, yeah. Not- but, yeah, I was a little bit shocked when he pulled him when he did, and I agree. And I think it sounded like from what um, he was saying in his press conference, too, that he was a little bit nervous about what was um, going to be happening during the game or a little bit nervous for his first start. So I'm I'm just kind of wondering if maybe that played a little bit into it. And when Rocco said it, he did what I thought he was going to do um, or as well as I thought he was going to do, it sounds like there was a preconceived notion that Sonny is a not probably used to starting in this weather b he's in a completely new environment you know so I think it was for them just a chance to kind of see how he does here uh that's that's my impression that but I agree I am like you I don't like pulling pitchers early because even he said um Sonny even said my goal is to go seven innings obviously that didn't happen today and I have to do what Rocco tells me to do. So it tells me that he wants to do it. It just wasn't the right fit today. And, and I, I understand he, you know, we had an abbreviated spring training this year because uh, of the lockout. Everybody did. And Sonny only got um, uh, one chance in a official spring training game this year. Um, so, you know, Nobody's really ramped up uh, to what they normally would be as far as how many pitches or innings they would normally throw yet. Right. So, um, but, you know, that still bugs me. <laughs> Even yeah. understanding all that, it still bugs me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, hopefully, 
next time uh, that won't be the case, he'll go. He will be able to go more than four and two thirds. Um, so, but otherwise, um, and then, you know, us as fans, the managers are always going to do stuff that we like, what? <laughs> like you said, you didn't agree with Tyler Duffy being closing out the game Saturday. And then, and unfortunately it, it backfired um, because he did give up a home run and, um, that, that's the, uh, the one backlash is, um, you know, when you trade your closer the day before the season starts, that was, that was shocking to me. Um, I woke up that morning, it was just getting ready for my work and all of a sudden my ESPN, uh, alert goes off and I see that the twins have acquired Chris Paddock. And then, uh, then I had to look and, uh, Taylor Rogers, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this paddock better be good because Taylor Rogers was our was our rock in that pen, man. Um, and yeah, I get he, uh, <laughs> he certainly did. And I, I get the, uh, you know, the Twins did it because Taylor's going to be a free agent um, yes. after this year, and the two guys they got back and. They also traded, you know this. They also traded Brent Rucker in the same deal, um, and I think that that was that made sense because I just don't see a role for Brent on this team any longer. So, give him an opportunity to to find a role um, in another organization, hopefully. Um, and uh, but so, and then the guys that got back, they have them for. Uh, two and three years. Uh, yeah. Without having two to, worry to three about years. Them. Yep. Yeah. Without having to worry about them leaving. Um. So and uh, the second guy, uh, I lost his name. Um. Not Paddock. Who's the other guy we got? I forgot. Um. Because he pitched today and he did well. He got. Um. Shoot. Um. But he's in our bullpen. He did. He did well. Um, so, uh, you still there? Oh yeah, I'm here. You're okay. good. You're good. I just want to make sure I wasn't cutting you off. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. No, uh, uh, but did, did you happen, have you happened to see, uh, Taylor Rogers, what he did? Um, I don't know if it's just cause his normal Jersey number was, wasn't available. But uh, he so he's got a New Jersey number with his new team, the Padres, and it's uh, he's wearing number seventeen. And uh, for those of you who don't know, he uh, has a twin, identical twin brother, plays for the San Francisco Giants. His name is Tyler, and he wears number seventy-one. So I kind of think that was on purpose. I don't know it. I don't know it, but I kind of think it is because. Uh, uh, you know Taylor, as we know, he's a left-handed pitcher, and Tyler's a right-handed pitcher, and yes. so it's kind of ironic, kind of funny to me that he would wear the lefty would wear seventeen, and the righty wears seventy-one. Because that is <laughs> that'd be funny. Awesome! <laughs> I did not notice that at all. That is absolutely hilarious. So I don't, like I said, I don't know, if, but I kind of think it was just because 
Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be, right? If you're going to have fun, have fun with it, right? Yeah. And now they get to play each other a lot. I Uh, know. Isn't that crazy? You know, when we made the original trade, I was, I thought to myself, I was like, God, isn't he on the same team as his brother? And I know he's not now, obviously, San Diego and San Francisco. But still, I was like, oh, my God. Like, they're going to play each other a lot. They are. Yep. Yeah. So I always kind of like when he was with the twins out there and I learned that his brother was in the, in the majors um, or even in the minors, I was like, twins should trade for Tyler just, just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Could you imagine? It'd be fun. And then if it was legal, give him the same Jersey number. (laughs) It's not legal, but if it could have been. The opposition won't know who it, which one it is until he starts to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of funny, actually. I'm sure they did stuff like that as kids, so that would not yeah. shock me. And it'd be kind of fun to do as an adult, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, I wonder. How... I'm sure he was has been asked it, but you always wonder, all right, who took the test for who? In right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And it's kind of cool because they really, their pitching is so similar. It really is amazing. You think so? Because I kind of see lots of differences. Um, Because, you know, one. I think they both, well, right. I think they both, let me rephrase that. I think they, their mechanics, their setup, everything like that um, are definitely different. But I think their overall, like, discipline on the mound okay are very very similar and yeah and i mean from what i could see their demeanors seem to be very very much similar um from what i've seen i haven't watched tyler a whole lot since he's on the west he's been on the west coast his whole career and um that gets late (laughs) yeah no Uh, it really does and uh, my husband actually even said to me he's like you're excited about these um saturday games i'm like absolutely they're primetime games like they'll get a lot of traffic i'm super excited he's like did you think about the west coast games and i'm like oh (laughs) my god (laughs) because living on the east coast the west coast is those are going to be some late nights (laughs) Yeah, thankfully, if you're covering Saturday, um, you're uh, unless you're one like me who who's got to get up for church on Sunday. That's you get the whole next day to recover. Uh, yep, exactly, exactly. And I do get up to go to church on Sunday, and I just oh. you know I either pray for the loss or thank God for the win. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> hey. No, we say we can't. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's funny. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. What else can we? Should we? Maybe we should uh, talk about you more. Like, um, as far as. Um, uh, Let's find out, like, um, do you have a favorite baseball movie? Oh, 
I do actually. It's one that nobody really kind of thinks of, but um, I absolutely really like um, for the love of the game. Oh, okay, yeah. I, yep, I really think that shows, to be honest, what the baseball players go through and mm-hmm. what the families go through. And so I think that is a oh, me, is a really good representation of life in general. And being friends with some baseball players' wives as well as some former baseball players, you really can see the similarities in them. And you really can see how things are different and um yeah. i i i love that movie and i know a lot of people like feel the dreams and it, and don't get me wrong i mean it's awesome and it's philosophical and it's great but my second favorite movie is gonna be bull durham i absolutely okay. i yeah. love that movie too so um you gotta have a little humor in with your in with your baseball otherwise if you're too serious you won't make it out alive so <laughs> <laughs> so I absolutely I absolutely love yeah. Bull Durham. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, I I've seen both of those of course, but I'm gonna have to watch I think might have to watch for the love of the game again. Just um oh, I don't it's I, uh, it's think I've so seen, good. Not one of the ones I've seen a lot. Um although I mean Kevin Costner's always good. Um, oh, Kevin Costner is always great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, and all three of those he was in. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. My top ones. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the Sandlot. Um, oh yes! Oh yes! <laughs> and um, the uh, oh the uh, shoot! Oh, um, major league. Major league, duh. Yes, uh, Bob Uecker just killed me in that. <laughs> yeah, that is. See now, when you want to watch something, just absolutely ridiculous and yep. tear your life apart hilarious like that one is that one's great i that's always a go-to for me yeah yep if you need and uh yeah definitely and if you know some uh like some fans of small market teams they they can to the way the front office acted in that movie yeah talk about yeah oh god yes (laughs) absolutely my husband is um a cleveland indians fan and and now the guardians and he absolutely resonates with that movie (laughs) yeah i bet so uh, is he from ohio then he is he's from um ohio and he played baseball for the cleveland bearcats Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, he really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and um, he's a tiny guy. He was a catcher. He's five eight. Well, I shouldn't say tiny. I'm tiny. I'm five foot. Um, he was a catcher, and um, he was five eight. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. So he knew he wasn't gonna make it. Um, 
all the way to where he probably wanted to be. Um, but he definitely enjoyed it while he played. Cool. Cool. Uh, that's awesome. He, uh, that's, that's great. Um, and like, yeah, you said he's not very tall. That one sport that doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so your favorite favorite movies for love of the game that's that's cool uh yep there uh, have you ever there's this one movie it's uh i cannot remember i should have wrote it down um but it's it's one of my favorite ones it's one that most people haven't seen um it's about this uh takes place back in the 1970s uh it, it was you know it's filmed in present or you know more recently but the plot is the uh the the chase for 3000 that's what it is and it's about this kid who's a uh he's a pittsburgh pirates fan and um so and back in the 70s to be the roberto clemente era and so um his his brother has a health condition that required them to move across the country to California um, during baseball season. And he, he was uh, upset about that because he was, uh, and the plot is that he is bound in Pittsburgh so he can witness Roberto Clemente's 3000 hit. And the whole movie is just about the, and he takes his brother with him and almost gets him killed. But uh, it's just the whole adventure about that. So it's, I loved it. Um, So if you haven't seen it, I would say check that out. Um, I will definitely do that. Yeah. I love um, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I'm a huge fan of like baseball. Like, I know that's not a real, real, real movie, but I like it when they are part of a real movie or document a real thing that happened. And I love baseball documentaries as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's you and I are the same way. Definitely. Yes. Yep. Um, One of my husband's favorite movies actually is Eight Men Out. Oh yes, that's a great. I like that one. Have you? That that's a great one. Um, um, if if you've seen that, uh, I agree with him definitely. That's one of the. It's one of the ones I like. I like too. One I haven't checked out yet that I, I feel I should is it's one. It's an older movie called Bang the Drum Slowly. Yes, I've heard of that one. Someone mentioned it uh, a couple of days ago, actually. I have not seen that one. I haven't either, but it's on my to-do list someday. Okay, yeah, that is one that I definitely need to watch. Right. And uh, uh, there's only, and people are, people think I'm ridiculous, but the movie, um, Little Big League, I can't stand it because of how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, no, 
don't yeah, don't make us lose. <laughs> I don't want to have a movie about us losing. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, that's. But, um... I mean, if you're gonna do that, do what they did in. Uh, um... Oh, the analytics movie. Um, Moneyball. Moneyball. Don't even. Yep. Just gloss over the fact that it that it didn't work. <laughs> and and let us go. <laughs> That's fantastic. Don't even mention the fact that the twins beat them. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Don't That's mention awesome. the fact that it's never it's never actually finished the job for the A's. They. What have they won since they started doing that? Just a, <laughs> yeah, just they a have bunch done of divisions, nothing. That's all. <laughs> yep. They won, a bunch, yeah. won a bunch of division titles. Good for you. <laughs> and now you're <laughs> and now your team's in extreme tank mode. <laughs> yep, ex- yep, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think that I love how <laughs> I love how you can see so many similarities um, yeah. between, <laughs> like, you're right, watching Major League. Mm-hmm. A lot of small market teams see that and they go, God, yes. <laughs> it's so us. <laughs> or, you know, you watch um, movies like For the Love of the Game. You know, there's so much truth to mm-hmm. how so many different things are done. I just, I absolutely love how relatable, even though they're movies, how relatable they are. And you can get a little bit of something from all of them. Right. And like you said with, uh, you know, you mentioned, I'm sure that's pretty much what minor league life is like. Yeah. For those, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I absolutely love. And I'm hoping to get a little bit more of a shot with um, doing coverage of the Saints games and stuff like that. Some of the minor league games um, is to be able to see some of that. And I know last year um, or no, it wouldn't have been it would have been 2020, actually. Um, there was a gentleman back in Minnesota and I'd have to find his information on Twitter, but he did this thing called sponsor a minor leaguer. And because those guys don't get paid unless they're in the 40 man roster, minor leaguers don't make anything during spring training. True. Um, and so he has this, um, he sets you up with a minor leaguer and then you can send them care packages or food or Venmo them money. And, you know, that's one thing I think more people understood, especially with the lockout, you know, it's a millionaires versus billionaires. It's really not. It's 40 guys on a 40 man roster and a couple of really high paid pitchers, shortstops and first and third basemen. And then the rest, don't make that kind of money. So I really do think that movies like Bull Durham and even in a funny way, major league show exactly how some of these people live and don't have much to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, people don't realize that, you know, minor leaguers really do not make money. <laughs> no, uh, they, they think just cause they're with a major league organization, that they're doing all right. They're yeah. They're struggling until they get to the majors. You know they 
you know, they, they, they have to live with, a lot of them live with host families and literally live paycheck to paycheck during that yep. time, you know. Exactly. So, and I don't, I guess I don't even understand how that works because you hear about sign, like Joe Maurer, you know, he signed for millions of dollars. Why doesn't he get that right away? <laughs> right. You know, I don't. I don't understand how that works. How come? But um, I guess I'd have to ask somebody who knows. And maybe you. We know. should actually. Yeah, we should find out and do a podcast on how minor league baseball works, the pay structure, and everything. And I definitely have people that can help us out with that. That would be awesome. Yeah, because you know I don't remember exactly how much when we drafted Joe Maurer that that they actually signed him for, but. Um, but that's just an example because um, obviously, while he wasn't in the minors long, he he did have to be. Yes. Um. Yep. So, um, yeah, I have to get myself not only to Twins games this year. I have I should got to make a point to uh, check out uh, a Saints game. Uh, as well, because never seen AAA baseball. Where I'm, I'm from. Or I live in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Myself. Oh wow! Um, so, and I, that's where I live. I'm actually from farther north than that uh, town. I'm sure you've never heard of, which is um, it's called Bathgate, North Dakota. But it's uh, so basically, I'm almost from Canada. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can. If there wasn't the line of trees, you could see it. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so it was rare as a kid where I would get to go to the Twins games. Be summer, um, maybe, and um, so it was a big deal. Didn't my first one I can remember was 1990. Uh, Twins played the Orioles, and uh, they won. I got to see. Got to see two oddities. I got to see Ken Herbeck stole stole a base. Oh, <laughs> and uh, it was brief, but I got to see Kirby Puckett argue with fire. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was brief, and he was laughing afterwards. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I got one of however many Ken Herbeck stolen bases there were. <laughs> I saw it live. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think I can safely say I ever remember that. <laughs> and uh, first, and he was also the first guy, first home run lie was Ken Herbeck, so that's pretty cool. I got, I got, I don't know where I, where where I have it now, but I, you know, I got, I got a picture of the swing, you know, so. Thought, that's, that's always really cool. Happening. Yeah. Do you remember what when you went to your first Twins game? I don't remember specifically my very first Twins game, but I definitely do remember. Um, I do remember going to the Metrodome, and the couple of times that I went to, um, we would always sit in the way upper deck because, like I said, we went to. Um, went to them with um, Kid Stop 
Um, and I, I just remember being up there and having my very first core memory was being handed a Homer hanky and having that, um, and that really, that really kind of was a core memory. And I don't remember the outcome of that game or which game it was or anything like that. (laughs) But I definitely remember being up in the stands and I had a little blue hat on and a Homer hanky. And I just loved the feeling and the excitement of the game. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I I do. I think. Yeah, I know. The first game I went to was 1990 and Twins won that game. Um and it was against the Orioles, so obviously I did see Cal Ripken, but I don't specifically remember him doing anything. Um, and back when you were nine years old, you didn't know how big of a deal he would turn out to be. Um, the man who broke, who played over 2,400 games in a row, which that that blows my mind. Probably yeah. blows every major leaguer's mind. Like how, <laughs> how in the world, especially a guy who played shortstop, could do that? Um, it's crazy. Um, and then the next year, I remember going, and they lost. So apparently, and so I was like, "Huh? So if I go and they lose, lose, they're gonna win the World Series, right?" <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it turned out. And that is went, awesome. <laughs> Those, yeah, but that, didn't, that did not hold true. <laughs> <laughs> Into the 90s, that did not hold true. No. No. <laughs> no. Didn't matter whether I was not was not a good or bad left arm, I learned. <laughs> yeah, I love how you said to me, um, there's no such thing as a jinx. And I was like, oh, God. I I try to <laughs> not believe that. <laughs> but, no, no, oh, there's just some time. Uh, my, no, my brother. Um, like, I'll 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 say there is, you know, like, cause, you know, but I you in real life I don't. There is. That's why I said that. Um, yeah. For some reason, uh, but. Then you're like, then how in the world can they not beat the freaking Yankees ever? <laughs> right. So. I'm hoping at this point it's in our heads, and that's the only problem. <laughs> but it and but how can it be? It's not the same group of players after a while, you know. So who's it? It's in the fans' heads, definitely. Um, you know, the change so often that that it could be. I mean, I don't know how it worked. It's, it's been a uh, frustrating, however many years it is now since we uh, started. You know, we, we started making the playoffs again, and they, you know, and ever uh, started having to play them. Just frustrating. I can't. Can't get over it, Cherry. <laughs> nope. Nope, we can't. Can't get over this hump. It's it's rough. Well, 
But uh, well, I guess I was like I was telling you, I was afraid my this app would cut us off, uh, but it didn't. It let us Yay! go for an hour. It's let us go over an hour here. So I don't know. Uh, I think as long we'll have more and more to talk about. But so hopefully we can get you back on. Um, Absolutely, I would love to do that. All right, and uh, heck, if you want to do it regularly, that'd be great. Um, I know my brother has said he wants to do this regularly, so we're okay. We're talking about we're talking about doing it like it normally on Thursdays now, because we figured you know that's usually a usually not always, but usually a day off for teams is Thursdays because series usually end on a Wednesday or. Um, so there's a travel day is usually yep. Thursday. Um, so he thought that, and it, it makes sense. Perfect day to do it, to talk about what has happened that week and then the upcoming series. So, um, so I guess, so the twins have one game left here with Seattle and then uh, they got the Dodgers coming to town, which that doesn't sound fun, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's only a two-game series, so um, then they have their first official day off on on Thursday. Uh, so, and then then I can't I can't play next. You might know, but uh, Daniel, my brother, he was looking at the schedule and. Uh, he was saying they they've got a rough start here, so he's hoping that the uh, Twins fans don't bail on this team if they don't look super fantastic this first month. Because yep, they're playing no jumping off, no know. jumping off the wagon. You know, yes, that's not allowed. <laughs> yes, uh, that is very much not allowed at all. That's right. So I don't know if you are, but while we've been doing this, I'm sitting here watching the Yankees and the Red Sox play here because that's that's what's on. <laughs> oh and no, I haven't had a chance yet. I am packing up to go home tomorrow. Well, that's that's fine. They get you know. Uh, I have to say, Josh Donaldson. I don't like the look. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's they, really really weird. They made him shave. You know, that's the Yankee thing. So got this. Clean shaven, hair, haircut, haircut, um, nicely. Uh, Josh Donaldson, I don't recognize him. Yeah, no, but he seems to be fitting in there just fine in a weird way. So, yeah, I guess him and Garrett Cole haven't thrown down yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, they haven't. Yeah, because we all remember that kerfuffle that he caused. Yes. With, oh Lord! Without outing him as a as a sticky stuff guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they've gotten it together now. Uh, well, if there's one team that I don't care if their uh, their clubhouse chemistry is destroyed, that's the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Let it let if they it want fall, to suck, so we can fun. just <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> I won't. Be I will take one. it. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not in the least. <laughs> so, yeah, Josh, if you want to blow up the team chemistry, 
Do that, please. Go um, for it. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I suppose I should let you go, and thank you for joining us. Uh, Absolutely. And and yeah, I'd love to do this on a regular basis. This is awesome. Great, great. Well, we'll we'll keep in touch if if uh, Thursdays work for you. Um, I think that's the night we're probably going to end up recording because it sounds like uh, that might work best. And then you can meet my brother, and we, the three of us can chat till we're blue in the face. About that our sounds fantastic. I love that idea. So, because he's he's about him, and uh, we had to record uh, twice that night because uh, first recording was interrupted by his four-year-old a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. What a, would have been cute and uh, and annoying at the same time because you could hear her. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. She's like, Daddy, I love when doing? that stuff happens. <laughs> Daddy, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I was recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So we All got. Right, well, you that. have a good night. Yeah, you bet. You too. And uh, yes, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Yes, we'll and, definitely uh, talk soon. And we will. Hope that we have a winning record by then. Yes, that sounds fantastic. You have a great rest of your week, Joe. All right, you too. Have a good one. You too, bye-bye. I hope you all enjoyed that uh, segment there with uh, uh, Sherry. And, uh, again, check her workout at uh, twinsdaily.com. Look for Sherry Cerny and uh, and. Uh, Follow her on all her social medias. You can follow the show at uh, Twins Nation Pod on Twitter and uh, on Facebook. Uh, we have our Facebook page, Twins Nation Podcast. And if you want to, you can follow me at, on Twitter at Big Joe Gun three four five five. And uh, would appreciate it. Hope you like the show, and uh, we will see you next. We will uh, put out another podcast next week. Thanks.